Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute, today we'll focus on 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always have having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work you see human wisdom conveys the idea that if we want to be wealthy we must hold the resources we possess and not give anything to others but the bible teaches an alternative way of thinking people of faith are to trust god to provide for our every need faith and greed cannot ex- coexist Christ's followers give freely to meet the needs of others because we serve a God who is enthusiastically meets, meets the needs of his people. It's a cycle of sorts. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. The Apostle Paul assured the Corinthian church that God would abundantly bless them and provide everything they needed to give generously to every good work. There isn't a single instance in the scripture where God failed to provide for his people. If God calls us to a task or prompts us to give... He will provide everything we need to obey him. The children of God have every reason to be the most generous people on the planet. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Aha, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Kenan, happy new year, happy new year brother. Happy new year. <laughs> when old is like, it's, it's the end of January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say happy, yeah, still happy new year. Right. You know, well, yeah. it's exciting to be back. Welcome back, our back. viewers, our listeners, our friends, uh, you know, frenemies, if we do uh, have, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Share us. I share us, exactly. Yeah. We are excited to, man, I missed this. Man, I missed you. I also right. missed you, man. I missed you, man. A little bit, but it's yeah. all good. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back in 2022, but let's, we, I know you, you see with videos now, people can see our guests, but we don't have a secret <laughs> reveal <laughs> right there. We'll pixelate her exactly. before. <laughs> but before we go to the guests, I think, um, let's take a moment to recap, you yeah. know, how we finished last year. It, it was, um, we had a series. Yeah. Uh, what was the series about? Oh, Israel. you <laughs> Sexuality, is sexuality. Right. I, I know that's a big that, word. That's why I had to think. <laughs> <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> you know, what's funny with that, uh, Ezra, is we had that session or that that series. We had planned for it beginning of 2021. Yep, we came to do it when. Because <laughs> I mean, we were, it was a tough one. That was a tough one. So, <laughs> a tough, yeah. but it was very informative. very informative. And actually, we're not even done, uh, listeners. Uh, one of the reasons why we took a break is because you know there was a lot of questions, a lot of follow-ups, a lot of people who really yeah. needed to connect. And sometimes it's not all about you know releasing content. It's also like really after that content, what what are you going to do with it? Right. Is it just a good story to tell? So, want to shout out to all those people who 
who reached out and a shout out to all those people who courageously you know yeah. uh, said man i needed to hear that the silent uh, the silent uh, uh, listeners and listeners. i think as well, it's important to say it's not about content it's not about it's content. about meeting the needs of the people that listen exactly. to you and exactly. the, this break we took mm-hmm. was to meet the needs of the people yeah. that were, that that were they're listening yeah. to us and yeah. and even us to digest it was heavy content it was but i also say that we're not done yet we have one more session with dr karen we'll be back um as as we wind up on that series and also we just introduce you to the powerhouse you know 2022 it's this stuff i like, I like that powerhouse the powerhouse like <laughs> so you think we great minds think alike exactly however it's never about who it's never about us as much as we try to force it today we are blessed <laughs> with a wonderful lady in the studio here yeah. tell us your name tell us uh, who you are where you or can and you have a way you want to introduce her No, okay. I think let 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 her, let her take the thunder, right? <laughs> yeah, All right. Her, yeah. So tell us your name. Tell us uh, just your name, what you do, and uh, and then the entire podcast about you. Yep. So uh, just tell us your name, what you do, and what you're looking forward to, and then we'll pick it up from there. All right. Uh, good. Good evening, good morning, whatever you're listening to yeah. uh, from. This is Fulda Mumanyi Hiltsley. It's truly a privilege to be here with my brothers. Yes. Uh, it's it's two amazing young men <laughs> who are doing some incredible work in the community. And yeah. it's a privilege to say that I've known you guys for a couple of years now. Uh, so so I'm not new to, to this awesome group here. Uh, but yes, I am the currently the president of Mwanyagatinge, uh, the biggest organized Kenyan group uh, in the Midwest. And I dare say in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then also professionally, I'm in data privacy, data protection, so nice. the legal side of things. Uh, when we when you guys do hopefully do a career uh-huh. podcast uh-huh. where you bring amazing people to talk about yeah. the great things and motivate our young people yes. about looking at different career opportunities, data privacy should be a part of that. There's okay, a lot really. of money to be made in that field. Um, but yes, uh, but what really drives me is is the the community work that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a project initiative in Kenya because you know that's uh, my heart is also there uh, those are my roots and I'm a mother uh, I'm a wife and I'm a sister and I'm I'm a, I'm a friend so nice. I'm excited to to really engage with you guys and 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 just be you know authentic in my story and and hopefully encourage somebody um, this amazing truth you know podcast is is it's truly amazing in the sense that you guys are making an impact and and personally I have been impacted positively because of this podcast so it's a privilege to be here I'm excited cuz you guys are always just a good time <laughs> so let's just have a good time and 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 hopefully you know touch one or two people yeah, in the process yeah, that's true that's true welcome welcome appreciate it that was a very nice introduction kenan you can tell she's eloquent i know yeah. <laughs> we we're going to catch up with yeah, you slowly uh, but uh, we're excited to have you holder here it's it's um as you said we've known each other for a while and uh, some of us wonder where you left us as you were ascending under yeah, the you, you <laughs> forgot <laughs> us in your kingdom but, we're but glad. it's okay you, <laughs> You came down to meet us. I'm glad least. that you are still you still remember this, but yeah. but we do appreciate. Thank you for the amazing job. Let's begin from that perspective. First yeah. of all, just acknowledging, celebrating, you know, the amazing work that you're doing in the community. Um, we we do feel it, we do know it, we do yeah. see it, yeah. and we are grateful for that. And that's why we're here today, Kenan. There's yeah. somebody who's saying, by the way. How do I ever get there? What was the journey? You are a lady, a woman of color, yeah. you know, who came here when you're young. You so that has not been easy. You know what inspired you to get to go into these um 
quote and quote uncharted territories you know especially in a minority yeah. group where women are, you know all those kind of things yeah. stereotypes and stigma so excited about it Kenan what are you looking forward to I'm I'm looking forward to hear her story as cuz I'm I'm raising a, a little girl okay who's mm. who's, who's African American who's black yeah well, yes. however you want to call it so I want to hear what I'm I want to hear how I can impact her mm-hmm. to be as brave mm-hmm. as eloquent and as you know to be a leader mm-hmm. you know and Absolutely. nurture even if it's not leadership nurture her personality whatever it is yeah. and yes. that's what i'm looking forward to all right <laughs> let's jump into it so let me yeah. let us begin on this note let's begin we're going to talk about leadership we're going to talk yeah. about how do we you know grow in our world of becoming leaders in our world so i'm going to start on this note what is your favorite quote on leadership all of us favorite quote on leadership we're going to um, start with that <laughs> i think see this is why video is better i know <laughs> video is not better you can't even pretend right. you have to you know what is oh, your favorite man. quote on leadership you've ever heard mm. let's take a second <laughs> i know we don't have to keep quiet but think a second no no m- mine is not a quote actually it's it's what my my dad used to tell us okay. you know in you know when you're growing up mm-hmm. every end of year, end of term mm-hmm. you sit down in a baraza mm-hmm. in in the house yeah. everybody brings their report cards, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that is always a hot session <laughs> so my dad always used to say you know get your education and nobody can take that away from you mm. period and that's 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 getting me through a lot you know so I still hear that from <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? even after you know getting three <laughs> degrees and, and, a master's right. a couple you, of certificates still and when saying, get your education right, I'm like yeah. how far and, do you want me to <laughs> and it's funny when they say it, you don't really see sense in it yes but over you, over the years you like okay, as yeah. you grow older as you grow older yeah, as you have your own family yes. you're like maybe yeah, that's what i tell my kids now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my little quote so, yeah. hmm, that was a good one yeah. for me i would say especially now being in this space of leadership Mm-hmm. I would say uh serving people and meeting them where they are. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me that is what leadership is. Mm-hmm. That is the embodiment of, you know, if you call yourself a leader, um serving those people that are being entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we I we use that in social work too, you know, meet people where they are. Uh-huh. You know. So I like that. I'm seated with my learned educated people. <laughs> what, what's, what's for me yours? for me I've had so many definitions on leadership but there's one that always comes back to my head and it says leadership is character development. Mm. See so many leaders but you look at their character, their morality, their yeah. values. Like so what I've learned is that even quietly when your character is right mm. you naturally lead people. right you don't have to have a position you don't have to have a title you don't have to have these you go to an african home and say be like so and so's kids <laughs> those kids are leaders already they don't even know that you know why maybe because they're in school right. maybe it's because they're doing what they need to do mm-hmm. and so i i you know now that i look back i realize that anyone who has a good character and moral or uh, values yeah people always point their kids to them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know them and all that. So that to me has, has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not saying I have good moral character, but I'm saying yeah. but <laughs> yeah, we can just I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you so, do. So that is to me. Yeah. So having said that, it is good to jog our brains, you know, in all that. Mm-hmm. So I want to come back here and say so hold on, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where uh, were you born here, mm-hmm. you know, um if not when did you relocate? How was that journey? How's that experience been? And then and then we'll go from there. 
Yes. So so I was born in Kenya mm-hmm. and I came to the United States when I was nine. Okay. So to Minnesota. And, and I always joke with my dad. I'm like, dad. You had 50 states and a couple of territories. (laughs) All of those, right? But then you chose the coldest state in the United States. So, so. Oh, man, that's a good one. (laughs) So, so coming here at nine, you know, you have this perception Mm -hmm. of what America is from what people have told you. Mm -hmm. And then you come here, it's completely a different experience Mm -hmm. and and growing up in an african home a kenyan home a kisi home Uh you know let's let's note that um it it was all about you know achieving Mm -hmm. you know and and i remember my parents you know working so hard to make sure that they would provide us with everything that they could um and now that i'm older and have my own family i look back and i was like there's a lot of things we missed out on, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of lessons right. we learned. We learned from from you know my upbringing. So yes, uh, so we moved here. Uh, well, my dad came here in the 1980s to Texas, and then he left Texas and came to Minnesota, <laughs> and then we joined him a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it was tough growing up mm-hmm. because. You would go to school mm-hmm. and you would see a completely different lifestyle. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your friend is telling you they got the newest mm-hmm. outfit, the newest. And then you go tell your mom and your mom is looking at you like, hey. <laughs> so your parents brought that. <laughs> go back. Yeah. <laughs> back into this house. <laughs> so so, so I, I learned to be content with what we had. Mm. Um, and, and I learned at a very young age that even though... You know, we didn't have everything that my friends had. Mm-hmm. We we had the basics. Yeah. And, and, and we had that moral campus in the sense that as an African home, it was all about goals, 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 goals. Mm-hmm. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And that really drove me to, to, uh, to really just strive to be the best that I could, mm-hmm. right? And, and also seeing my parents work so hard you know, struggle and, and our family story about the immigration uh, case that we had for over 11 years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it even met the news and everything. So it was a, it was a big deal. And, and going through that, that whole journey mm-hmm. and really when we finally won, because my parents were, our family was 48 hours away from being deported. Oh, wow. You know, yes, that's how close we were. And after we won that, that's when it clicked in my mind that, mm-hmm this is a privilege to be here because mm-hmm. this whole time we were, you know, very cautious about where we went, who mm-hmm. we talked to, what we talked about. But now all of that, all of those walls were now, you know, they, they, they were down. shattered. Right. They were gone. Yeah. Now I didn't have any chains. I didn't have any shackles. I didn't have anything to hold me back. And what my dad did was basically when, when we got our green cards, mm-hmm. he did something that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. He took that green card and put it between two slices of bread. Now you come home and you find your dad cooking. <laughs> so, so we had sandwiches that day. I was like, something is wrong here. <laughs> but he wanted to make a statement. Oh. He took that and he put it between two, two pieces of bread. And when we took a bite, mm-hmm. we were like, hey, there's something in here and when we pulled it out it was our green card Mm. and my dad said this to us and i will never forget this is my legacy to you Mm. this is how you will feed yourself this is how you will build your life i don't have any money to give you Mm. i don't have any wealth to pass down to you this is it right here 
And from that day on, it was like a sprint to, to be the best, to, 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 you need to succeed that yeah. hunger of succession, yeah. Yeah. you know, it literally was like a flame that was lit underneath me because then I realized I can be anything. Mm. You hear it at school, somebody yeah. tells you, yeah. but now it was like, I actually have an opportunity to be mm. anything that I want. Mm -hmm. And then from there, my dad created opportunities for us. Mm. And you can look at my family and you could say some of us took that and really ran with it mm -hmm. and some of us paved our you know mm -hmm. our own path mm -hmm. but for me he kept on reminding me my kids whatever you want to do it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man a girl a boy you have what it takes wow and and to hear that from from a father i think that really really made a huge impact in my life as a woman as a young girl growing up knowing that i had the support of my father i, I mean i had conversations with my dad i mean with my, with my mom but the conversations i had with my dad the conversations that i continue to have with my dad really impacted in me really stepping out into my purpose in life mm -hmm. and into being a leader in my own right, right. you know so yeah it's wow. it was it was great so how how was it living in that the uncertainty of you know i mean you were a kid then probably but how was that how how did you how did your family kind of maneuver to that you don't have to tell, tell us the details of that yeah. but how how was it living in that uncertain with an uncertain future yeah and, it uh and, and, and also i can add this so that you can yeah. answer this together at what stage in your life is this? How old are you mm -hmm. uh, when right. you're going through all this? And how does that impact your livelihood your, as, a, as a young person at that stage of life? Yeah, so, so I would probably say young teen, okay, you young know, teen. going into my mid-teens. Mm -hmm. And I, I always try to think back, like, where was my mindset during that time? Mm -hmm. And luckily enough i was young enough not to fully understand and grasp the magnitude of of the situation of of what my dad was trying to establish but also i was at that age where you know i understood that if we don't get this mm -hmm. i might go back to kenya and mm -hmm. what does that look like right. i i couldn't really fully understand it was a few years later once i got a little bit older once i i, I start having conversations with family members who didn't have documentation, who were going through a difficult time, who were, you know, um, going to school as international students. That's when I realized that's what my dad was fighting for. So I didn't have to go through that. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, going to school as an international student, getting a job, working, you know, just really not having to worry about opportunities doors being closed mm -hmm. because I didn't have the right documentation. Yeah. So, yeah. so once I got to high school and once I got to, you know, graduating from high school, I fully understood what my dad had fought for, for 11 long years. 11 years. Yes. Now did this, did this, what, what, what gave you that realization now? Now it was it you going to school, the opportunity that you could have or that you didn't have, what really <clears throat> opened that Pandora box for you, like, okay, this is, this is big. Yeah, it, it was me applying for schools. Okay. It was me applying for jobs and, and, and being able to produce a social security that didn't have not authorized to work, right. yeah. you know? It was me going out there and, and, and talking to people and not being afraid of 
how I was speaking. Mm -hmm. Because we were growing up during that time, we were told, you know, when you get stopped or, or when somebody talks about your migration status, you know, don't make a comment, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was me realizing that, you know, being documented and having, you know, your, your permanent residence, your citizenship, you know, you name it, opened doors that some of them didn't even exist. Right, right. You know, because a lot of our people, still to this day, we continue to struggle in this country yes, as undocumented. Yes. And, and, and somehow, some way, you know, being resilient as we have been, it's, it's, it still impacts our community in the sense that, you know, we live in fear right. of tomorrow. You know, we have families who have kids back home, who have significance back home, who cannot go back home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so realizing that we were able to do all of these things where my auntie couldn't do it, my uncle couldn't do it, my cousin couldn't do it, where even to this day, I have cousins who are still, like, mind you now, they came the same time we came, but they are still going through all of this yeah. stuff. There, there, there are a lot of un untold stories. Yeah. Yes. There but there's people who were basically suffering in the shadows. And we, yes. you know, we are praying for you. you know, there's, a, there's a lot of changes that have come, but I know there's people who still are living in the shadows. The people who have had family members pass away, but they cannot go pay their last respect. So there's a lot of untolds, and we are, we are, we are thinking of them. Yep. Absolutely. And I think, I think this is a good moment for us to just pause for a second and just say, you know, what would you tell someone right now who's listening, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, someone who's going through a moment where they're living out of anxiety and fear, the door, the knock in the door, yeah. they wonder who's yeah. that knocking at the door, mm -hmm. the lights that go for the police, they wonder, is that me? Yeah. What, what would you tell somebody because you've been in that sh those shoes before? How, just just a, moment, a, a message of hope, a message of comfort, a message of encouragement, something short and then we transition as we build on this conversation. Absolutely. I, I would say keep the faith. Mm -hmm. Keep the faith. Um, it's, it's a difficult journey, and, and depending on where you are in the journey, where you are in the process, you know, creates a certain level of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to let you know that you're not alone mm -hmm. um, and that it is possible, and if it's God's will, it will happen. Mm -hmm. um, somebody once told me this. Um, you know, I, I told him about, you know, my journey and, and everything, the immigration uh, story, and, and they were like, well... You know, if it didn't work out and you ended up in Kenya, God was going to provide a way you were still going to fulfill your purpose. Yeah. You know, so so I want to encourage you, even sometimes when it seems like, you know, this is the end of the, uh, the line. We had 48 hours. My brothers, hey, you're sitting there <laughs> wow. and you're waiting for 48 hours, not knowing what the future holds. Um, and, and God always always opens doors yep. when you last expected. Right. But what I want to encourage you, keep pushing, keep fighting, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Because when you are at that breaking point, that's when God that's shows up. Right. That's yeah. when God shows up and he showed up for our family. Yeah, Israel, before we, we segue to the other uh, section, I want to say too that, <clears throat> you know, even though you are undocumented, yeah. um, you can still access healthcare. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's other, there's other there's many ways you can access healthcare, mental health, you know, primary care. There's insurance that you know can cater for you. So reach out to us. Reach out Absolutely. to us, and we'll we'll give you we'll help you navigate 
whatever, how do you need to engage? So don't suffer mental health, you know, primary care, you can still access healthcare even. And for the young That's people. That's a great, great point. Yeah. Um, especially when you get to engage as an organization, right. um, there's basic services, right. there's human mm-hmm. needs, yeah. basic human needs that has nothing to do with your status. Yeah. Uh, so yes, don't be afraid to reach out. Reach out to these brothers, reach out to me, right. um, and we will find the resources, the best that we can, obviously, within our, our, our right. uh, um, um, scope of, 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 of work that we do yeah. to support. Yep. So yes, please don't be afraid to, yep. to reach out. I want to add one more there. Even education, I recently uh-huh. learned that yeah. you can get financial aid, actually, if you have that kind of stuff like that. And da, 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 da. So, so I have to go back and check. It's been a year or so. But no need for you as a young person to say, I can't go to school. Yeah. How yeah. do you leverage those opportunities? Keep fighting, keep pushing. It's not the end of the story. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at, look at, look at. I mean, yeah. it's not the end of the story. So. It is. And, 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 and I won't miss this point to say that there are those of us who are privileged and they came here privilegedly, but we're living recklessly also. You know, yes. it's like you're, you're yeah. not realizing the pain yeah. that somebody else is going through Ooh. and you're making certain choices and decisions that you don't realize in this country, one mistake, they can revoke even your green card, your citizenship yes. and all those kind even of things. Even your citizenship. Exactly. Yes, yes. So we have to come back to our set up a time where we can really talk about that topic uh, and, you know, help our people, you know, understand. So this is your childhood. Now, me and my childhood, I was, I don't know, I was getting <laughs> spanked for not carrying water or these and that. But you, you are here fighting for your status, your belonging, you know, and this is just documentation. What does this do to your emotional identity you're already black, you're already mm-hmm. minority in school. Do you fit in? How do you carry yourself in high school as you're going to through, through that phase of fitting in? Did this affect you Ooh. at all? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, back then, you know, even to today, it's still somewhat of a taboo to talk about, you know, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to your mom and dad and <laughs> Dad, mom, can we sit down and talk about my feelings? <laughs> feelings? What feelings? <laughs> Did you go to school? Did you do your homework? Your chores? Did you do this? That's all the feelings that they wanted to hear about. You know, so, so, so that is one of the things that, that I just wish we, we, we had growing up where, where it was intentional okay. to talk about how you felt and, and, and what was going on. Because a lot of us, you know, kids, we, we suffered in silence. <laughs> you go to school <laughs> And, and, and all day you're cold this, you're cold that. You come home and you tell your mom, mom, today I had to eat in the bathroom because I was being bullied. And they're like, so? Go back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be honest. You know, we hear amazing truths, right? Yeah, we yeah. we want to be honest. Yeah, we want right, to be, yeah. you know, th- there's a couple of, you know, um, days where I would eat lunch in the bathroom because, you know, I was bullied because of, you know, how dark I was and, and my accent and the clothes that I was wearing. Ooh, my mom. I love that woman. <laughs> she would go, we would go to Goodwill. And, and I'm telling this story because it's, it, it keeps me humble. Mm-hmm. It, it, it reminds me of where I've the come humble from. Beginnings, my right? humble beginnings. My mom would go to Goodwill mm-hmm. and we would, she would shop for us, all of us. And for me, as a young, you know, girl, she would put me in flower dresses with, remember those pads? <laughs> the hair, those ones. 
And she thought I was the cutest. She was just dressing her daughter. <laughs> and then she would put those little tiny little bows on my head. <laughs> hey, I went to school. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Now I can laugh about it. Uh, I well, was the center of attention for bullies. Hey, yeah. it took me a while to get to a place where I started appreciating who I was. Mm. I started appreciating, because you, you get bullied so much to the point where you start questioning who you are. Wow. You start questioning your identity. You start questioning, you know, why do I even, why do we even come to America if mm. this is how I'm gonna be treated, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you start questioning your culture. Like, I, I don't like this culture. I, I wish I was born to a different culture, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, so it took me through elementary school into high school, actually sophomore year all of high way. school, all the way to the point where I finally, I, I think it was, it was a moment where it finally clicked in my mind that I was special, I was capable, I was beautiful, I was all of these things. And and being this as dark as I am, hey, this melanin, now we are celebrating, now it's becoming a trend. <laughs> I know, I know, everybody wants to post it. Everybody yeah, wants to, yeah. but living during that time, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to be this dark, mm. you know. I, I didn't want my hair to be as tough as it is right now. I love my natural hair. Hey, I pride <laughs> my natural self. Mm-hmm. But it, it took me a long time to get to a place where I started loving myself, mm. and that was sophomore year of high school. And mind you, now I, 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 I was, I was doing some incredible things. I mean, I was running varsity, mm. varsity at seventh grade, mm. you know, North High School. I was I was still in middle school, but going to North High School, running for them. Wow. You know, going, then moving to Brooklyn Center, started going to Cooper High School. Like I was an elite, like sports, mm-hmm. you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the point where I either was gonna go down this path of self-destruction mm-hmm. or I had to make a choice to start loving myself. And once I made that choice, I found things that I was good at and I just poured all of my energy into it. And that was sports and that, that, that was church. That was, you know, uh, community, mm-hmm. right? And, and that allowed me to continue to build on myself and work on myself. Because it, it, sometimes when we say, oh, you have to love yourself first before, but it's so true. When you love yourself first and when you allow yourself to acknowledge all of this pain and hurt over the over the years or whatever amount of time, that's when the real healing starts to happen. Wow. And once that happened, oh man, people can come up to me and tell me, ah, you, 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 you are this, you are that. And I'd be like, oh, okay, but look what I'm achieving. What are you achieving? You know, mm-hmm. that, that gave me strength to, to, to really continue to excel in the things that I was good at. Mm-hmm. And that allowed then for me to, to say, it's okay that right. I'm black. It's okay that I'm Kenyan. It's okay to be kissy. I started embracing, cause growing up in my household, my mom, Beat us. <laughs> no, no, no. That we might sound like it was discipline. abusing. Discipline. discipline. It was discipline. Back, ba- back then. But I know back, what you're saying. Back then, you that's how you felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I look back now and I'm like, I'm so thankful for that discipline. Yeah. Because I learned kissy. Mm-hmm. You know, at that young age, to this day, <laughs> kissy, yote. I yeah. can speak the whole entire kissy. Nice. Right? Um, I, I, I learned the values of being a Kenyan, a kissy, and a woman. 
you know. Mm. And so that has really played a part in in, in me growing up and, and finding my identity, first of all, in Christ, mm. and then secondly, in who I really want to be and, and the person that I'm becoming. Yeah. Wow. Man, Kenan. <laughs> <laughs> But she says she found herself a sophomore here. You know, yeah. where were we at sophomore year? <laughs> I was still being bullied <laughs> back in Kenya. I think I think this this man bloom a little bit later. Yeah, true. Yeah. This concept is true. <laughs> found myself the other day. You know, I'm still finding myself. <laughs> you know? But but yeah. we joke, we laugh mm-hmm. about Absolutely. this. But I hear a couple of things. I hear you know a journey of self discovery. You know, mm-hmm. a journey to finding yourself. Um, I hear the role your parents play, mm-hmm. uh, played, both your mother and your father, you know, in finding your your purpose, but also shaping how you're going to live that yes. purpose in life. Your mom, the role she plays there. However, an orthodox way they, they yes. might have, but it yes. was yes. still Absolutely. impacting. Still impacting. Yeah. And it just goes on to show that even with the weakness, with the with the with the flaws of parenting, when it comes from a good heart, mm-hmm. somehow we might have these flaws here there, but. Overall, we have a strong foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. That really shapes us when my when my my mom would not discipline us. <laughs> Let me use the word discipline. My dad would. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember growing up when he would discipline us. <laughs> he would sit us down afterwards and explain to us why he was doing it. Now imagine <laughs> you just got disciplined and somebody's telling you they love you. I love you. <laughs> that, that was the worst hey. speech ever. They could have confused you. <laughs> you know. But yeah. you know what? As an adult now, it makes a lot of sense. And and it 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 impacted me in a in a way that now I appreciate. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, even even now that I have a daughter mm. and and when I'm disciplining her uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that is ringing in my head like mm. how do I explain to her mm. why I'm doing what I'm doing and and for what purpose? Yeah. I mean, she's only three, right. but but that is something that I I definitely that's a lesson learned. Yeah. You know, from that. A caveat, um, someone told me that someone said, I think it was someone I heard somewhere that before you discipline your child Sit down. They sit down with them and pray uh, first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another layer. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you sit down and pray. Now and pray for, and then tell them why you're doing it, and then do it. <laughs> pray. Yes. So, but, but, do they know but, that but, it's but, coming? But by the time you do it, you get the. Con- but, yeah, but yeah. I think I think the, the principle is don't do it out of anger. Out of anger. That yes. is exactly. That's, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. do it out of mm-hmm. love. And how do you get to that space in that place? Wow. Yeah. So we're growing. Yeah, I remember. I remember Holder playing basketball. You know, yeah. we, 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 we were growing together around hey. that stage. That, Where were it's me. right? Please, <laughs> <laughs> you are just a speck. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you know, I was there. But I'm here today, right? <laughs> so, um, wow. So you now get to a place. You've 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 loved yourself. You've appreciated yourself. Can I? I think it's a good place for us to slide in and say, you know, young people. Don't be fooled with the filter on Instagram, the likes that mm. you have, the photos that come in, the followers that you have. Just love yourself for who you are. You know, uh, you might not fully comprehend, fully understand, but mm. I saw an article of a lady, young lady who just either committed suicide or was on mm. the verge of because she wasn't getting the followers. Uh, she, mm. has, she had a video that went live. So today, social media is taking this thing of identity crisis to the next level to this mm-hmm. generation. So, um, yeah, I mean, and uh, and again, if you're going through it, mm-hmm. you know, 
whoever is doing it to you, mm. they are the ones lacking something. Yep. Mm-hmm. They try to point that to or to you or your skin, mm-hmm. your this, your clothes, yep. but they're the ones actually lacking, lacking something. something. So yeah. they're on they're they're probably on the quest of finding themselves. So. They just projecting it on you. on you and they're Absolutely. using the, the, the wrong means to yeah. it. so yeah. if you're going through it again there's resources I'm, I'm, I'm all about resources you're all about Absolutely. resources yes. I was going to say love covers a multitude of all things yes. you know yes. Yes. seek to love mm-hmm. yeah. but also love doesn't mean you place yourself in place of heart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know yeah. all this mm-hmm. so moving on so swiftly uh, sophomore now you get to college Right. So where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go to college? Give us that transition. How that journey is. Yeah. And and so, and, and, and leadership yes. in this phase. Where is leadership? Mm. Where is leadership, leadership in your life? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So so in 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 college in uh, in high school, um, I was uh, I was one of the captains. Um, I participated in a lot of um, in a lot of uh, uh, community engagement, mm-hmm. school activities, school groups, yeah. because I thought if I can accumulate all of this stuff, you know, achieve, 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 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I could get into a good university. I could get into a top school, mm-hmm. you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did all that. I climbed that ladder in in, in, uh, in high school. Uh, but then when it was time for me to make the transition from high school to college, mm-hmm. that was a challenge in the sense that um, and, and this is a lesson learned that I carried on into my college experience uh, because I didn't go directly to a four-year college. Okay. Uh, I didn't go directly into, you know, this amazing college experience that we all of mm-hmm. us, you know, strive for, especially in the American culture, right? Mm-hmm. Freshman year, hoo-hoo, all of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And, and I look back and it's because those opportunities were not presented in a manner where they were palatable to me. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by that. I had a, a coach, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. I was great at track, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I could have gotten a four-year scholarship to a track program D1, mm-hmm. name it. But, but unfortunately, that opportunity didn't, was not presented to me in the sense that I was not put out there like the other students were put out there. Um, I, I, I didn't go to and visit colleges. Those, those opportunities were not there. Nowadays, you know, we have programs where we take, you know, 11th grade, mm-hmm. from 11th, 10th grade to colleges, they, mm-hmm. they see how that whole, you experience. know, space is experienced. They, they have an opportunity to kind of mentally see and, and, and picture what that might look like. I didn't have that. And then to add to that, I had parents who were on survival mode, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so I remember my parents working so hard to provide for us. You know, they only showed up to school because of, it was parent-teacher conference. Yep. That was the only time they showed up. And, and I look back, I can't fault them because they yeah. were trying to do the best that they could to provide mm-hmm. for us in a country that they too were still trying to figure out. Right. Right. And so... Us having those opportunities to explore co- colleges and, 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 and learn about what is available was never there for me. I had to discover that on my own. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the high school counselor, they were useless, let's be honest, mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. you know, catering to minority students, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so for me, instead of going to this four-year college track and, 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 and getting in there and continuing, I had to take a detour. Okay. I had to take a detour. And, and not saying this is a bad thing because 
Community colleges also, they serve a great purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's another discussion. Mm -hmm. Now that I have, you know, learned and, and, and been in that space and had that experience. So I went to a community college, Minneapolis uh, MCTC. MCTC. Mm -hmm. And again, what am I studying? Just guess. Nothing. Nursing. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go in there and I'm going into nursing because that's what I've been told. Mm -hmm. Was it my passion? Absolutely not. You know, I, I quit a job because I was told to wear scrubs. Like, it, that's not what I, not, that yeah. was not my passion. Right, right. You know, so, so I'm sitting here, you know, going through the prerequisites and I did uh, anatomy and physiology. <laughs> Again, a turning point in my life. That, that class. <laughs> At what? <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> the fact that I got to see in that class, it was only by the grace of God. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I, yeah, you know, that's not a human being class to take. <laughs> but it's anatomy. And, but, you, but, this but, is the irony in your sentence. But you fail <laughs> learning about the body, your human body. <laughs> you know, and, and I see why they put it as a prerequisite because it cleans up. <laughs> it filters those people. Who <laughs> I know, man. Hey, and, shout out to Nassim. Yeah, shout out to nurses we love yeah, you we appreciate you you guys are awesome we need you yeah. and thank you for allowing me to pursue something else <laughs> and so and so and then i started thinking about you know what am i good at you know nobody has ever sat me down and asked me what are you good at what are you passionate about that's and so that's when I started talking to just a couple of my friends um, whose parents were in, in certain circles, circles right? Um, whose brothers or sisters were in all oh, of these different sense. fields that I never even thought about. And, and that exposure really opened my eyes to, there's more opportunities than just nursing. Mm -hmm. Again, we appreciate our nurses. If that's your calling, we need you. Yeah, for sure. Please, absolutely. And so from there, um, a friend of mine was like, well, have you looked at Bethel, Bethel University? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a private university. I don't come from a wealthy family. Mm -hmm. Nah, that's probably not an option. Uh, but they kept on egging me. I went there and visited it. And it was a done deal. Mm. Like I went there and from there on, I literally like the doors were open. Mm. The, 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 the opportunities were limitless in terms of what I could do. And, and they had a really great support system. The um, uh, multicultural office, mm -hmm. they had a multicultural office that really shaped my experience mm. in terms of really exploring what I was good at, what I was passionate about. And then they got me involved. I, by the time I was done with Bethel, I was leading that office, you mm. know, as a student leader, of course. Um, and so from there, you know, I was like, wait a second. I have this opportunity to so, do so, all of this. So, so, sorry to catch you. Uh, so you switched from, did you switch from nursing or did you finish nursing? Uh, oh no, I didn't. And <laughs> after that class, it was <laughs> a... <laughs> okay. So what did you finish from Bethel? <laughs> so, so, so from Bethel, I, I realized that I could maximize on it. Okay. So, so at Bethel, I started um, international business, okay. international relations and reconciliation studies. Mm. 
I got three bachelor degrees from this university because I was like, look, I'm paying all of this money and those are loans. <laughs> typical, typical Africans. <laughs> typical Africans, Buy one, get right? one free, right? <laughs> yes. And so I was like, you know what? My parents have worked hard for me to be here yeah. and I'm taking loans. Yes. So, yes, so yeah. I might as well might just as well. maximize yeah. on these loans. Yeah. And, and so I did, I did those um, three undergrad degrees and then I went back and I did my master's in international business with global business emphasis. Um, and once I was done with that, I, uh, you know, got right in, into corporate America and that's when I started my career. Okay. So question though, <clears throat> going back to school. Yes. So you, you said your, your, your leadership and those attributes kind of came to life when you went to Bethel. Yes. So is it important to, for someone to choose a school that nurtures whatever they 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 think they're good at absolutely the school specifically um, when it comes to that I, I think we're in a good place now where you know we have programs that cater to that at a, starting at a young age mm -hmm. you know so so you're not waiting until you get to college mm -hmm. because as as a community of color minority community we don't have the luxury of we we have a savings a school savings mm -hmm. you know fund yeah. right yeah. account or money that is just waiting there so so we don't have the luxury of i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna test this out test that out <laughs> that's not there <laughs> so 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 we whatever you choose yeah, you better stick with it, with it. <laughs> oh, and so and so um I look back now and I'm like, we are fortunate to have opportunities for our kids where there's programs that caters to really helping our young, you know, kids to start exploring what they're passionate about, yeah. to build on that. So by the time you're in high school, you're continuing to build into, you know, that passion. And by the time you get to college, you are somewhat have a good idea of what you want to do mm -hmm. and and choosing a school is is important in the sense that you want to <laughs> choose a school that caters to your passion number one mm -hmm. that, that 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 caters to your academic goals and lastly caters to you as an individual because you can go to a school where there's they have great academics but you as a minority student, if you, they don't have services that caters to you, that helps you address whatever challenges you have, you will have a hard time achieving those academic goals that you have. So, so, so when, I, when I have you know, parents or students who are coming up to me asking me, so what do you think about this school? What do you think about that school? You know, the first thing that I think of is like, okay, number one, what do you want to do? What, like, what do you want to do after college? What is your passion? You know, then when we start having that conversation, then it's like, that's cool. Does it cater to you as a person holistically, not just this one particular area? And then go and explore. Go and do that dorm life for a minute and go from there. And then also I want to talk about trade school. Mm -hmm. a, lot oh, of, yeah. a lot of our African parents, it's all about this four-year, four-year, four-year degree which is good, mm -hmm. but God wired us differently. Mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge that. And, and I feel like we are slowly coming to acknowledge that. Yeah. There's trade schools, you know, that, 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 that our kids can also explore from high school into college. So trade school is like uh, technical colleges? <clears throat> yeah, so hands-on. 
Okay. Yeah. Hands Woody, on. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hennepin Tech, yep. you know, those kind of schools, Dakota Tech. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hands on electric work, oh, okay. plumbing, yeah. tile, tile, all of that stuff. And some of these people make good money. A good example that, is my brother, Mishak. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the four year was not his thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't graduate. He went to college, mm-hmm. had a great time. We, we all did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, <laughs> but then. Piece of life. <laughs> But the four year thing was not his thing. Yeah. So, so he ended up going to, you know, his passion. He loves working with hands. Yes. He ended up doing, you know, um, uh, a tiling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, he has his own business. He makes good money from nice. tiling, nice. you know? So, so, so we definitely don't want to limit yeah. uh, uh, opportunities to our youths. Yep. I, th- I think we need to have a session. We come back, talk yes. about that because um, <laughs> I've just been laughing through this story because, you know, where Kenan and I spoke how he ended up in his career. <laughs> 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 if I tell you my story, if I tell you his story, you'll just die, right? You know, I did a full four-year degree in biology. Uh, you yeah. ask me why I'm using it, I have hey, no hey. clue. I have no idea, right? <laughs> so, uh, and I had two years within my gra- between my college and my graduate school where I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And those mm-hmm. are student loans that I'm taking, that I'm paying mm-hmm. for now and all those things. So, uh, I- I'm not regretting because at least so, yeah. your quote of education, <laughs> we got Nobody will take it away from Nobody you. Nobody will take it away from <laughs> you. We still have it. But, <laughs> but it can be expensive <laughs> yes. if yes. we yes. don't have those guidance and all those things. So, young people, mm-hmm. please find your goal, find your purpose. Um, you can be the other person next to you. You, you yourself, be you. But being you be, means be smart. Mm-hmm. Follow your path, follow your career and stuff. And Ask it, questions. Yeah. Reach out to people who are where you you think you want to be yeah. or you're yeah. sure you want to be. Reach out. Because what I really... It, there's a resource within our community that has we, we, we have not really um, reached out to and, and really explored. And that is the professional careers. Yep. We have so many professionals who are in great companies, who are in great roles, and we don't have a channel where we create that connection between our young people and those professionals. Yeah. Every time, every chance I get, I always try to convince a young person, come to data privacy. Come to data privacy. Do. You know? I do that too. <laughs> At least come yeah. and just see and, and see if that's something that might spark your interest. Yep. Because if you look at these other communities, the Asian immigrant communities, the Indian immigrant communities, the white community, what do they do? Mm -hmm. They provide opportunities for their children to see what's possible by providing internship opportunities, by providing mentorship opportunities. Yes, I know that we've tried, but I think we can do better. See, this is what happens when you bring a leader. Yeah, and it it becomes a session we are are teaching. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think we, we... we we did just we, we did a career panel. Yeah. You can watch it and listen yes. to it. And I mean we are, that's something Ezra is passionate about yeah. too. That yes. Yes. we need to I don't know if I'm passionate up. because I'm passionate or because, <laughs> because you're paying school loans, <laughs> loans but I'm passionate. I'm, that's a good passion. That, that's true though. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I let let's let's take this moment to slide this in and say there are two loans that you will never <laughs> run away from in this country. Mm-hmm. Your mortgage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and your student loans. Yes. <laughs> they can forgive everything, <laughs> but not those two. <laughs> but those <laughs> those two. two. <laughs> so when you're making your choice, when yes. you're pushing your child to go to school, when yes. you're thinking about, you know, st- starting your, ca- your career, you get your first job out of college, 
you uh, you have uh, it's paying you 60,000 let's say mm-hmm. they take taxes you're coming home with 50 your student loans takes like probably 10 you know mm-hmm. before you know it you don't even have enough money to mm-hmm. actually live and your student loan is worth 100 and whatever 200 why because you chose to go out of state and yes. going out of state you are paying out of state tuition mm-hmm. and you're getting the same degree that you can go you can have gotten in state see that mm-hmm. like, i'm talking Absolutely. about myself a, don't cry anyways but that's so, a good point it is so, a very good exactly. point, good yeah. point. So, or or you go to a private u- university because mm. you think of that prestige exactly. i'm telling you don't, don't get me wrong mm. I, i don't regret going to bethel because it really provided life lessons yes yes that now i will use to advise my daughter I will use to advise the young people who yeah. might come and ask for advice. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have to go to a private university, don't, don't go to go. a private yeah. university. If you can afford it, absolutely, go for it. But I could have cut my loans in half. Yep. If I could have gone to the University of Minnesota. <laughs> I am looking at our br- big brother Biden. <laughs> Please. Consider. Yeah. I know you guys have been toying about forgiving those loans. You know. But but, but, so, you know, but it's good to open though it's good to yes. open people up to yeah. different careers so they exactly. don't choose something that they would even use so. And and I think we'll have to do more multiple sessions on these. Yeah. Four points I think take away for this part we come back to hold that. Remember to we are we are we are going we are about eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes so let me yeah. say this. For anyone in high school, number one, make sure you get extracurricular activities. If Absolutely. I got from you, yes. Participate in as many pro, whatever uh, activities as you can. Yeah. At least get a 3.2, 3.0 and above GPA. Yes. That will yes, get you yes, some yes. money already in there. Number three, ACTs. Please, please, please. If the higher the ACT, the higher the, the likelihood for schools to come yep. for you. And if they're coming mm-hmm. for you, they're also giving you something to so offer along absolutely. those lines. So uh, I will say this, African parents, ACT coaching can cost up to $3,000, but yes. it might save you an entire tuition for the mm-hmm. four years. Yeah. So absolutely. called seed investing in that. Yes. Number three, number four, mentor, uh, find somebody to mentor, volunteer in many places so that you can be able to know. No, you don't mm-hmm. want to go to school and jumping from one career to another. That's time, that's money that you're taking in there. Uh, but we'll come back and dive deeper into that. So, Hulda. Yes. You're finally in college. You finally graduated yeah, with yeah. three degrees. The leadership. You uh, know. So, leadership. Up. So, I think the second part we're going to start talking about now. Hulda, when you say Hulda, Hulda is known as a leader. I talk about leadership, you know. There's there's someone who's wondering how you got into that. What was the first role? So if you can think about those leadership opportunities from a young mm-hmm. child to a point where you are, because mm-hmm. I know you are you are aspiring, and we'll finish on that. Hold <laughs> is aspiring too. Uh, but before then, I think we can do a closing remark for these. Yeah. Uh, Kenan, uh, I'll, I'll do my final thoughts, and okay. then as I will do I'll yours, do mine, and, and then Hold will boom. finish for us. So for me, I think what I've I'm getting or I've gotten from this episode is the sense of achieving. Mm-hmm. I mean, your parents started that at a, at a very young age. Well, that's yes. that's who they've been. Mm-hmm. So even though they they teach you achieve, 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 although they didn't explain these things yep. things to us, are you achieving? But I've seen those those attributes of coming. You 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 wanted to achieve. You know, being being track. You know, you know your your adversities in bullying and all that stuff. That sense of achieving has. It's still I think it's still Absolutely. strong for you and mm-hmm. I think that that's that's important for us as immigrants you yeah. know mm-hmm. we come to this country being told it's a land of opportunity 
what are you what's the, what's the opportunity to achieve mm-hmm. something better from where from where you're coming from so we can use that as a springboard for us to be leaders mm-hmm. influencers to be wherever we want us to, we want ourselves to be by mm-hmm. achieving using that as springboard to be who we want to be so yeah more good to see you and thank you and awesome. <coughs> thank you holder for me i am taking a couple of things you know it's a process yes it's a process your journey is a process and it's not a destination it's a everyday journey that you're taking you know he took mandela 20 something years in prison mm. before he became the mandela mm-hmm. we know yeah. look at uncle uncle biden you know how many times he had been in the senate trying to run until he finally got there over the hump you know you can sit down and think of uh, the mahatma gandhis who started from south africa and you know all that they went through the martin luthers the years that they took so any person who's aspiring to be a world changer it's a moment by moment day by day and trust the process those immigration cases that uh, bullying star you know all those now feature somewhere somehow yeah. in shaping yes. who you are as a leader yes. so your yeah. test is your testimony i love that and your mess is your message <laughs> that one is a new one <laughs> this is your message i love it Oh wow. Um you know when people call me a leader um it I get uncomfortable a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is the amazing truth. So yes, we're yes, going to be honest. Yeah, uh because like you said it, it's it, it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. It never ends. And and I feel like I haven't I haven't arrived. Mm-hmm. I haven't arrived yet. And and I, I feel like I'm still in the journey of discovering what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, what I have learned over the years is that especially for young people, you know, the choices that you make at that age mm-hmm. will impact you later on down the line. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you. Um he talked about how you market yourself, you know, going mm-hmm. how you are marketable when right. when you're looking for schools. Mm-hmm. That's how life is. Whatever you're doing right now, that's your resume mm-hmm. you know that is you know you can't just wake up one day and say okay now i'm here mm-hmm. you know now support me i want to be a leader mm-hmm. it, it 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 has to be something that you ha- continue to build on that you have worked on um and and i have not arrived mm-hmm. um and i don't think i'll ever arrive um because of that mm-hmm. mentality of like i could do more i can do more and when you have a passion of serving people mm-hmm. for me it's humbling um i i have gotten to the point where you know a lot of people are like oh my goodness hulda you are with that person you are with that person in the back of my mind i'm like i'm just humbled at the fact that i am in this place where i can speak on behalf of somebody else who might not have that voice right. so for me that has really humbled me you know um a lot of people especially in our culture and our community it's all about those titles it's all about when when somebody walks up and hey madam president i'm just like i'm just hulda just yeah. call me hulda yeah. i'm just here to serve yeah. and so i, I want to encourage the young people who might be thinking about you know i don't know if i'm worth it i don't know if i'm capable i don't know if i'm never doubt yourself mm. apply yourself and you'll be shocked at what you are capable of achieving mm-hmm. and when you apply yourself there's doors that will open and windows that will be opened that you didn't even know that were that yeah. were possible mm-hmm. and my dad always tells tells uh, tells us this that when you put in hard work 
even the cosmos conspires mm. and, 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 and really conspire for your favor, right. you know? So, so, so I, I want to inspire somebody to, to really tell him that put in the work, put in the work, because at the end of the day, you know, you will achieve only at the level at which the work that you've put into it. So, the fact that I'm sitting here being called a leader is truly humbling, humbling. and it's still a journey. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Now, 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 we, we are coming to the end of part one. Part one. We're getting part to know who Hulda is. Yep. And, you know, she's already spilling all this. Let me say this. It is intentional that we're starting on this series because the question is, it is 2022 January. What are your goals for this year? Yes. What are you planning to do? Resolution. And how are you going to accomplish them? We hope that at the end of this series, you will sit down and think about if given life, what are you seeking to purpose this year? That has been our yeah. first episode in the year 2022. 2022. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.